0: Welcome, everybody, to the Legendarium Weekend Edition. You might notice, I am not Craig Hanks. I'm not even Todd Winty. <laughs> no, you're not. You're Ken. I am Ken Johnson. <laughs> it's a Weekend Edition. We're going to just let it all fly. So Todd and I came and commandeered the mics because we got done with our Proven Guilty episode. Which we thought was an
1: awesome episode,
0: by It the was way. an awesome episode. It was an awesome episode. We got, we're, we've gotten great response on... Uh, on yes, discord yes i'm
1: breaking my arm
0: patting yeah. myself on the back uh, well yeah by all <laughs> rights we should we got we got great response on discord we got great response on reddit and we thought you know what there was there was just some there's a few things there's left. some things that we just didn't get enough of in fact it was funny because when we ended the episode
1: you looked at me and you said we should have talked about michael we Moore. should have
0: talked about michael more. and
1: then we said not michael yeah Moore. there was, yeah, no nobody no, wants to talk about no 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 no. no 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 we should talk, more, talk about him he's a different podcast we
0: should talk more <laughs> about michael carpenter but we were and then we thought oh and there's more that we could have talked about
1: oh and we and oh we decided, and we should and, yeah, we, yeah. and uh and so what we did is we and megan's not here because she can't stand to be around us any more than absolutely
0: necessary. yeah and so, so i mean we get her like once every other we, week and that's it so yeah it's something, something like, like that, that. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> craig asked if it's like custody and well, you heard the answer. You heard so. the answer. <laughs> so, so what I what I did is I, I kind of made my own little wheel of tangents. We're going to call it the wheel of Dresden. I wheel came up with a, a couple of episodes, a couple of topics that we probably should talk about more.
1: Yes. Number and one, in, of course, being Michael. And instead of spinning it, we've already, it. We we've just, already we, spun, we spun it. We've already spun the wheel, and we just decided.
0: And and really, I just I pulled them <laughs> mostly from what most of the redditors were. Yes. Were talking about, and yes. that is uh, the first one being Michael, and how awesome Michael is, and the the thing that that I walked away from that first episode saying, I wish we talked more. Well, two things. One is he has Amaracus, which, which is, is also literally known as... Excalibur. Yeah. He is holding X freaking caliber. So does that make him the once and future King? That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, <laughs> we didn't talk nearly enough about this. Is, is he directly descended from King Arthur or so, you know, and, and I guess as I was
1: thinking about that, I, I, I kind of have the feeling that that's something that's going to be played out. It's going to be something that's going to be discussed. But yeah. let's 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 be fair. Um, the the Disney version of uh, the Sword and Stone is not how all of that happened. Um, when you read Lamorte to Arthur, you get a different pers- you get a different picture of what's really going on with Excalibur and what it's supposed to do and what it's all about. But the connection between Excalibur, Merlin, the role or the person, the mm-hmm. office or the person. The White Council and the Knights of the Cross, what I'm seeing is that this is probably a much more important and a much closer relationship that's going to establish. It wouldn't surprise me at all if at some point along the line, as 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 all of this keeps developing, we find out that Harry is a descendant of Merlin somehow or other. Right. And that Michael, in fact, could be a descendant of royalty and that this relationship between the two of them is more important because of that long historical connection.
0: I can I can absolutely see that. I and I thought of something similar, not not quite the same but but very similar in the sense that here is a knight of the cross carrying Excalibur. Mm-hmm. I don't and, and honestly I don't honestly care if Michael is a direct descendant of King Arthur. To me it doesn't matter. But he is carrying Excalibur. Meanwhile, the white council is led by the Merlin. So I think that in and of itself makes an a legitimate real connection between the white council and at least Michael or whoever carries Amaracius, but probably the Knights of the Cross, yeah. as is evidenced by the fact that he is called away on a special mission. Yeah. And we find out that that mission is he is going to save white council members. Yeah.
1: Well, and you know, the other thing that I started thinking about, and I've, I've only been thinking about this over the last little while as we've gotten away from the book, and I've started reading the next one, which I'm already halfway through, um, and I'm going to try and make sure that I keep myself under control for two weeks, um, but uh, uh, I wonder if if in fact um, this connection to uh, Amaracius is something that the Merlin of the White mm-hmm. Council knows, right? and he knows that Um, that Michael and Harry are connected the way that they are, that they are as close as they are. Could be. I wonder if the Merlin is looking at Harry as though Harry is the obvious one to take his place at some point in time. And that's part of why he's getting the stink eye from Merlin all the time.
0: That that was another thing I wondered is, it sets up very nicely for Harry to become the Merlin someday, possibly. And you would think maybe the Merlin has... Um, a little bit of prescience to borrow a phrase from another book series oh, that we well, were going to yeah. have some fun with that one. But maybe, maybe he does have some foresight into seeing, you know, what Harry can become one day. Yeah. So, but it, it also, I also think the Merlin would have to know Amaracius, lineage. He would have to, because like you always are fond of saying, you don't get to become the Merlin <laughs> by, by collecting, collecting bottle caps. caps. <laughs> That's right. So the other, the other thing that, that I, I, think about Michael is, and I know how much you love Dallin, R Yeah. But in my opinion, Michael is the embodiment. When I picture a paladin, like a real life, yeah. honest to goodness, lawful, good paladin. This is what I picture. And in this book, you really get to see all of the reasons why. Yeah. And yeah, I, I would, I would tend to
1: agree. Um, I see, uh, you know, I, as, as we, as we think about the different knights that we see in, in different kinds of fantasy series, um, I, I would agree that the stereotypical paladin, uh, wearing armor, uh, bulletproof armor, yeah. uh, wearing, wearing armor and, and doing, doing, uh, magnificent things with a sword against horrible, evil monsters. Yeah. There is, there is no finer picture, finer image of that than, than the one that we're being given of Michael. Yeah. But the thing that, the thing that makes, the thing that sells Michael is his absolute faith in the, in good will happen. Yep. And that good things will, good things will come out of the end. That there is no reason to believe that evil will triumph. Good will always triumph. And that's one of the things about a paladin that is, that is really fascinating um in in the in the fantasy literature especially in the D&D uh background of pieces this idea of absolute faith in the outcomes of good is is this undeniable piece of being a paladin or what a paladin is all about and Absolutely. we don't see that very many in very many incarnations of knights or of warriors in a lot of modern uh literature all of them have have doubts and they, seeds of of badness in them
0: especially in in this generation of you every every good guy has to be kind of an anti-hero yeah. every every good guy has to have a flaw and, and flaws are what make characters Thank you interesting. so much james dean yeah right but but flaws really are what make a character interesting and so yeah i'm sure michael's got some flaws in there and you know he probably wrestles with doubt that we haven't I think seen the only yet, flaw that, that he
1: has is that he likes harry
0: Maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's. I'm it. sure the charity but, would
1: say that's his only flaw.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but, but at the same, it's it, it's refreshing to see a character who is whose uh, faith is so far absolute. Yeah, who, or or whose belief, even if his faith wanes, his belief is absolute. Yeah, you know, the other thing that I think
1: is kind of of interesting is that it's not just his faith in God; it's his faith in people. His faith in Harry, that that Harry will do the right thing and how uncomfortable Harry is with the idea that somehow he's going to do that. Michael's got him already figured out. This is this is a really interesting thing. Yeah. Michael's belief in the goodness
0: of people seems to bring it out. This is something that we didn't make a big enough deal about, in my opinion, and and something that I, I really wanted to touch on this time and, and uh, somebody brought it up on reddit so i want to i want to read it really quick how about the trust michael has in, in harry telling him to try and fix his family fully knowing that harry has touched a coin and has been avoiding him because he's got the influence of lashiel in his head you know that's a that's a and yet a, he still comes to him and says i trust you to watch over my family yeah that's huge i i think
1: that um I th- and I think that there's a a piece of this that maybe 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 butcher in the and exploring the book is going to be able to explore further. But but even if he doesn't, I think there's something about the difference between um, using the coin and having the shadow of Lachiel in Harry's head that is is different. Yeah, and I, maybe maybe that's the piece of it that says, yeah, you know what, you can. You know, you can, you can kind of access, I mean, he's already accessing Bob on a regular basis, um, who is, you know, been party to some just truly horrific things. Yeah. We got a taste of it
0: in Um, the last book. So
1: so it seems to, it seems to me like Harry's affinity with, uh, and, and we also know that Harry has, has brushed up again far, far earlier than the books ever uh, ran, uh, because of the way that he got away from Justin We know that Harry's already had his brushes with the dark, uh, the dark side of
0: magic, right? Um, Well, he he comes into the book series with the doom of Damocles already on him, which means, you know, screw up once and Morgan gets to take your head. Yeah.
1: When, when we think about that, when I think about that, I come away from that saying Thomas is very, or not Thomas, Michael is very aware that, that his friend is damaged goods and maybe damaged goods is necessary in order to fix a damaged family. Maybe part of the reason that Michael possible. can't fix it is because he doesn't have the he doesn't he doesn't have the, the the requisite pieces, the familiarity with those requisite darkness pieces to be able to bring some light into those places of darkness. Because sure. they just run away from him. And that's, you know, I I, I wonder if that's part of why um, Michael was, uh, part of, part of what also filled that in because he knew that Harry has enough experience with the darkness that he can reach Molly in a way that nobody else can. Sure. It's a powerful, powerful deal.
0: and He still, he still makes, uh, makes a point to make it very clear to Harry that running around with a demon in your head is fine ish, you know, but <laughs> He will be right there ready to you know, kill yeah, you when you're ready to take up the coin and be, you know, and become one with the, with the temptress, he'll be right there. Well, and, and isn't it interesting then that Michael
1: continues to say to accept the fact that, um, that Harry is going to tutor his daughter in, yeah. and, and, um, as a, you know, as a, uh, you know, far be it for me to get too sentimental. Um, I mean, after what, all, you? This, is a, no. this is a weekend episode. That's so, right. You know, let's 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 not be too far on this. One. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's tough as a parent to let go uh, of of your children, but to let go of your child and allow your child to be tutored in something that you inherently have issues with, mm-hmm. because he does. He has issues with sorcerers oh, sure. and in a general and sorcery and wizards and magic and all that kind of stuff.
0: Well, and Harry's generally religious attitude.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember, I re- remember how far this relationship has come. Right? right. But, um, but that's a, that's a really powerful trust yeah. for Michael to say, I trust you enough to, to let my daughter be with you in these kinds of situations.
0: Here's the, here's my last question that I had about Michael that w- I asked in my recap, but I, we didn't actually talk about it and it leads into our next, our next random topic. Uh, what would have happened if the white council had actually executed Molly
1: accidentally or actually, actually, sorry,
0: I, I said that wrong, actually (laughs) executed, gone through with it and executed. Cause I mean, you, you see, they have no compunction about, yeah, lopping the heads off
1: of black wizard as good as, as, as good as Michael is. I think he would not stand, be able to stand against the combined might of the council. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think that their numbers would have been thinned significantly (laughs) in 12 seconds or less.
0: I I like to believe that I, I feel like Michael would have found some lawful good way to handle his rage and probably walk away the, the only letting people know fully well that, you know,
1: the only way that I think that that could have worked is if, is if, uh, Blackstaff McCoy and Harry Dresden had sat on the side eating popcorn saying, uh, yeah, I wonder how this one's going to turn out. Right. Let's help him out just a, little bit with, just a little bit. You know, do a little banana peel spell against the Merlin right when he's ready to throw a spell. That's right. And then, you know, watch. And then we find out. And then we find out that Blackstaff McCoy has actually been campaigning to be the Merlin anyway. Shows his collection of bottle caps and says, I should be in charge. It's, all about,
0: it's all about bottle caps. It's all caps. about the bottle caps. So here, that's going to be my new catchphrase. It's all about, it's all about, the, about bottle the bottle caps. caps. I'm going to make (laughs) t-shirts done. It's it's going to happen. I'm going to make (laughs) t-shirts. So it it leads to the, it leads to the question we didn't talk about last time is it seems like the white council is way too quick to lop off the heads of, of magic users. Yes, they are. And it's a problem. I mean, this is a problem both on the white council and both kind of in, in the Dresden verse world building, because well, we see that the White Council is really taking it on the chin in this war. The Red Court is just wiping them out, and and now at the end of proving guilty, we we see some things that might level the playing field a little bit. But when you are getting your butt kicked that severely, maybe you should rethink your philosophy or or, or your your punishment for these black magic users. You know the thing. Starting that with hey, you can be rehabilitated. Yeah know.
1: the 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 thing that's interesting, I think. For me, um, so I, I, I I keep bringing this back to, in in my mind, I keep bringing this back to the X-Men and to Professor Xavier having Cerebro and he has the ability, which which I know based on the comic books now, we find out the Cerebro has had a totally different purpose all along blah 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 thank you very much all of you that are marvel comic book readers as well maybe we'll have a conversation about that
0: later is this like a captain america oh hail hydra gosh, thing it's, no it's
1: kind of worse but anyway we i don't we follow we, comic we, books enough we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that one because it'd kind of blow your mind and it, it'd waste a lot of time hey craig, already has it's, craig we need to have a comic book uh,
0: weekend one. edition sometime yeah. <laughs> craig's, <laughs> craig's trying to ignore us he, i know um he's so over there playing with his new toys so we got the toys. Uh, mm-hmm. the uh but the I
1: kind of wonder if the if there isn't a way for the white council to be able to find people faster, easier, more efficiently. Yeah. Cerebro was designed to make sure that, that Charles Xavier could be there in time to help mutants when their mutant powers are about to manifest or just manifest right afterwards. So why can't the you know, why isn't the white council able to or have someone in their group who is? dispatching people to go yeah. to the, to go to individuals when their magic talent shows up and says, okay, now we need to connect you. Here's your letter. You get to go to Hogwarts. Um, you know, you can't use magic your first year and all that. Right. Kind of. There's, there's gotta be a, and there's gotta be a reason they don't. There's got to be a reason they don't. And I'm curious to find out if we're going to learn what the rationale on the, why they don't.
0: I, I would be interested, because uh, now that you mentioned that, I would be interested to find out too, because to me, the rationale was, or the reasoning was, the white council is just full of old fuddy-duddies who have done it this way forever, and yeah. this is the way we do it, and we know best, and oh, this is an unsanctioned magic user, and we're going to lop their head off, because this is the way we've always done it. yeah You know, that sort of thing. we It's something we've uh, alluded to in the past couple of books, but I think is going to start coming to a head, is the old council oh yeah versus the new council oh yeah versus people like harry and ramirez and Blackstaff, who's old school but i think will fall into this we need to retool radically rethink the way we're doing things rethink the way we're handling existing wizards rethink the way that we're finding wizards rethink the way that we're uh punishing wizards and rethink the way that we're interacting with the rest of the supernatural world yeah um
1: the you know the they talk about they they talk about the warden's um, you know, that we, we, we see, um, we see the, oh, now I can't even remember his name. Um, uh, the warden that comes out after Harry all the time, Morgan, Morgan. Thank yeah. you. We see Morgan come out. Um, and, and he, he shows up as this, uh, as this jerk enforcer dude, right. Who is, is predisposed to believing only the worst about Harry. Yep. Um, from the moment we meet him, he's got a the- just a rager for chopping off Harry's head. And, and then we find out, no, he has a disposition for chopping off everybody's head. Yeah. He, and, and Harry has that moment where he gets a chance to, to understand Morgan a little bit differently. And he says, oh no, he's a cop. Mm -hmm. He's, he's just seen so much that it's hard for him to get past it. And when people make, when, when people commit crimes, they're criminals, not people who made a mistake. And, compound that with and and you know to their to their defense compound that with the fact that when you start start messing around with magic especially the especially black magic yeah. accidentally you do significant damage to people's psyches to people's souls i get that but that should be all the more reason why the why the wardens or someone should be there early when that magic for when people first start to manifest their magic sure um I I really I really wonder if part of the part of the the process that's going on um, is going we're we're going to find out that there are people who are trying to force a change in the White Council and that the change that they're trying to force was set was was partly set up to require a war in order to thin the White Council enough. To bring new people in.
0: I think that's part of the, what we're seeing with, um, with the new black council. I don't think that's the official name, but that's what yeah, the Legion of been, Doom. <laughs> yeah. That's what they've been called now. Whoever, whoever the traitor is and the the necromancers from the last book and these people who, who don't want to play ball with the way the white court has been doing how the white council has been doing things. And, and this and new black encouragement council
1: to Harry to think about the fact that it's not magic that's good or bad. It's the use of magic. That's good or bad.
0: Right. So I think, and So I don't know if it's this group of people who have actually come up to say, we are now the black council and we're better than you guys because we have a different philosophy or whatever. Or if it's just this collection of people who are disillusioned with the white council and now they've kind of been given a name. And as they come out, we'll find out uh, maybe they have a little bit of a point. I don't, I don't know, but, uh,
1: But, but it's, but it's an interesting part of the, it's an interesting developing part of the story.
0: It's going to be interesting to see how that, that plays out. It was also interesting. This goes to a little bit to, uh, uh, Jim Butcher's world building that they, now it's book eight and he's just tied in every bad guy from every novel. Yep. from, from the start as somebody is teaching these two bit sorcerers, how to, how to do magic. Somebody's handing out these belts. Somebody's doing this. Somebody's causing discord in the summer and winter courts. Somebody, somebody's pulling strings through all of these books. And now we're finding out about it. And now we're, it, it's ramping up this whole um, civil war in the wizarding world. And you know, the, the neat thing about this for me is that um,
1: Jim butcher is, has used a couple of places where he's talked about uh, natural disasters as being disinformation. You know, a lot of times we talk about the, the federal government sends out a, a statement about uh, oh yeah, that was gas explosion. that was no gas that was explosion. no gas explosion that was <laughs> that was that was the men in black. that was the men in black. that was this was a gas explosion that was no gas explosion. <laughs> that was Harry Dresden blowing up a, a city block, you know, or whatever whatever right. is going on, right? exactly. but we're also finding out that the white council does that themselves they they use magic and then they put out disinformation that says, oh no, that's a you know that 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 vol- that dormant volcano. oh yeah, that's just you know, we were off on our estimations about what was going on. <laughs> No, that was Blackstaff McCoy no, causing it was... a, an explosion of lava. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um but if but if that's what they're doing, if if they're engaged in that level of disinformation, then that makes me stop and say to myself, gee, maybe Mount Saint Helens wasn't, you know, maybe maybe some of these maybe that explosion of that of that volcano in Scandinavia wasn't really Right. Yeah it's 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 a wonderful way of tying in things that happen in our regular world and of saying oh but what if there was a different yeah. story about that i kind of
0: like it it's kinda and, fun. and and now we're we kind of get a picture of that the, the world that the world that the, that jim butcher has created has become quite expansive yeah
1: and it, i love it and I, it and it's our world but it's not the world that we're familiar with. Yeah. It's 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 that we are on the we are on the fringes of this world and the world that Jim Butcher's creating is one that is immensely more dangerous and that the rest of us can be just an awful. And isn't it interesting that the only one that seems to care whether or not people get hurt seems to be Harry? Seems
0: to be Harry, yep. At least in at least in the wizarding world, yep. which isn't isn't true when we know it's not true. I mean, Blackstaff seems to care about he seems to be judicious with his black staffing. Yes, he does, and so.
1: and he and it seems to be focused on red court vampires, um, not so much on not so much on anybody else.
0: Yeah, Ramirez seems awesome. Uh, who's like who's the Ramirez. head of the wardens? I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, Cal... starts with an L or something. People are going to be yelling at us, but anyway, yeah. she she actually. I mean, it's nice to have a head of the wardens who is not fanatical about chopping off heads who actually seems to be pretty judicious about the way we carry out lucio lucio there we go How uh, we carry out uh, wizarding justice which is great but we don't we we get into level two and level three stuff quite plenty in our episodes and we yeah. never we never get a chance to actually just fan out about this part of the world is so cool, you yeah, know, yeah. that sort of thing. So I wanted to take, I wanted to take time and just go. Oh, Michael, he's so cool. Yeah. Oh, Father Forthill, man, he's neat. You know, you know,
1: we and it's too bad our listeners can't see your face right now. Yeah, because yeah. you look about twelve years younger.
0: <laughs> That's because I shaved <laughs> for the first time in three months. <laughs> well, there is that. There is that. But it, it's just he. It's just fun. The world that he's created. He's made all of these characters that are diverse but everybody still goes oh i love this character oh i love that character and we and get he, tons of people who say molly carpenter is my favorite character in the whole series honestly right now and this may be because i relate to her father more than i do to her but i find her kind of annoying
1: yeah, yeah I, I i think we're gonna find um so far so far
0: i don't i don't want to say my you know well I don't unless reserve and, judgment,
1: and, and let's be fair um we get about a year in between each book yeah so if Harry started and he was about forty, late thirties, early forties. I,
0: I think he's supposed to be somewhere in his early thirties. So I don't so, know where he is now. So I don't but know.
1: But well,
0: we're if we're eight books in. I think eight books in, I think I figured it out that we're about five and a half years from the start of Stormfront. So we've got we've got significant
1: aging that has been happening with Molly. Yeah. With um with uh, with Michael, with all of these characters. And we know that we've got at least another nine books to go. Uh, maybe by the time we're done with the series, we'll have 10. I think
0: um, somebody said we have eight right now. Well, We have seven out right now. One is in or one is, is getting ready. He's got a release date. And then we'll see how <laughs> we long got, it takes. we got plenty after that. So
1: but as we're watching these characters age, I think what we're going to find, uh, I, I'm hopeful that we're going to find that. Um, that Jim takes some time to talk to us about the way that their relationships change. You know, one of the things that he brought up in this in this last book was um, Murphy's realization that Harry and, and that she and Harry, no matter how good their relationship can be, will never be the kind of relationship that she's hoping for. One where they grow old together. Right, because he won't grow old. Because he won't grow old he, he the same way. He won't grow old way. the
0: same rate. He yeah. won't
1: grow old the same way. And, and I think that's going to be an interesting thing for Harry to have to deal with too. As he sees people around him age and I'm going to, I'm throwing something out here. I think we're going to see Harry change as people around him die. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm throwing out, I'm, I'm throwing out that somebody's going to, somebody close to Harry, somebody much closer to Harry than we have seen up to this point in
0: time is going to die in one of these books. I it it really is getting to the point where somebody's people are going to have to start dying. Important people are going to have to start dying soon because we're, we're getting into a territory where, well, we know three books from now things radically change because everybody keeps saying, everybody keeps at changes. That's where everything changes. So, which is a great why the book is named so greatly, I guess. I don't know, but, um, so yeah, I think things are, people are going to have to start dying. I think we're going to see more, people i mean we got we got to see new characters as as things continue i i don't even i can't even figure out how uh, or what other things i mean we've seen werewolves we've seen zombies we've seen um demons we've seen winter and summer we've seen vampires and scads like what else what else is going to be coming we've seen fear demons which here was a question on on reddit that i wanted to ask what was your favorite uh, horror monster mine was hammerhands just, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: if we were talking about if we were talking one. about the the horror monsters um yeah what a, what a take off on edward Scissor's hands right um except instead of cutting people's hair he bashes people's heads in. <laughs> so um funny. i you know i so, so i'm not a i'm not a horror movie fan i'm not either i really not and so when they but when they when they were talking about the reaper i was like Oh man. That's just that's awful. And then they and then they brought in the Scarecrow. The
0: Scarecrow just seemed
1: Scarecrow was awful for me because it brought up too many memories of there's a Scarecrow movie that I just can't I no 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 no. Right. Um and I keep wanting them to say it was Mr. Withers <laughs> pull off the face mask and all that kind of stuff. You would have gotten away with it too. Yeah. It, it's one of those where it was, I was kind of like, um, you know, okay, well, if you're going to do that, then it probably ought to be, you know, Zool or the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. That yeah. Those, those should have shown up too. Uh, that would have been, that shown shown been up too. funny
0: if some, if some humorous monster had shown be- up because, you know, it's one of those where it, if it, it focuses in on your biggest fear and right, you know, you're, that's going to kill you. The choice has been made. Why, why wasn't there a clown? <laughs> Oh, oh, there should have been a gosh, clown. Come there should have on. been a clown. I could have gotten behind, you know, beating <laughs> up with, a kill it with fire. Call
1: it don't you? Don't have to call it a Pennywise. Call it uh, call it Nickel Stupid or something. Something, then, you know, there. I would have I would have oh, been behind that one.
0: Bongles the clown or something. He's like uh, Bongles. Sure, Bongles. It's like it's like the uh, he's the uh, he's the amalgam of Bongo and Jingles. Bongles the clown.
1: Bungles the clown. We're going with it. I can't stand it. Bungles is coming to get me. He's coming. Bungles to get you. is not coming to get you. Bungles is making you happy. Clowns.
0: Uh-huh. Clowns are just freaky, man. They just uh. when they smile all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's that's just wrong. We're not that's talking wrong. about the tramp hobo clowns either. No, like, no, no. How do we no, get no, on no, clowns? No. <laughs> it's a weekend oh episode. Who knows. Did, did you did you ever read uh the Piers Anthony Zant series? Yes. That when I, when I think of long, stretching book series, I always think of that one because it was one that I read in my teenage years and was formula, formative to me. But the the way the book series runs, it's like 20 books long. Yeah,
1: it is. It's huge.
0: And we start with with characters who are in their prime or a little bit past. And about eight books in, all of a sudden they're old and characters start dying and you get a next generation of characters yeah. to to uh, follow and you get a next generation. I, I feel like... I feel like that should be something to look forward to in a book series like this cuz I mean if things happen once every year then we're looking at by the time this is all done 20 years have passed. Yeah. Very possible. So I I feel like we should see in the coming books we should see like a progression of people coming and going out of Harry's yeah. life.
1: I think and and I think that's fair. I think it's also um I think it's also possible to recognize that um that You know, we've, we, we've had, we've had characters introduced that have disappeared. We've never had characters, um, that made it through a book that, that are then offed, um, real quickly or real easily. Um, if, if they are taken away, if they disappear, um, they're taken away and, and they disappear in, in horrendous fashion and in fashion that has significant repercussions. Um, you know, the one that I'm, the one that I'm thinking of the most is, uh, the, the red court vampire, uh, lady in Oh, the very you're beginning. talking Bianca, Bianca, um, which
0: I'm, I'm blown away almost that she lasted a couple books and is gone.
1: Yeah. Well, but, but, but her leaving her being gone <laughs> was a huge setup. I kind of wonder if, cause remember they talk about the fact that, you know, they had all of the, uh, all of the bodies that they had to sift through and everything like that. Um, I, I, you know, I heaven forbid to say no one ever really dies, but, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're pretty well convinced that Bianca has gone. Right. Right. Um, but she was gone in a, in a way that set up the, the war that's being fought. I wonder if she was under orders. I wonder if she, if this was her plan. I wonder if she thought worst case scenario, um, or if this was something that they, that was, that was very carefully laid out. I'm, I'm excited to find out in future books.
0: I I kind of like the idea that that characters are actually gone. Yeah. I, I realize it's a, it's a common science fiction and fantasy trope, especially in, in comic books and especially in comic book movies these days where characters come and go or no one's ever really gone. There's a surprise way that they come back. I, I like the idea that a character is actually gone.
1: One of my favorite TV uh, producers, Donald P. Bellisario, uh, says when he writes a when he kills a, kills a character that character's dead they are dead yeah. there's no there's no coming back there's no surprise there's no save if you're dead if you leave the show we might bring you back but if you're dead then you're dead it. then that's it you're and dead. um I'm I'm very you know that's a that's a in in the world of in in the world of how many times can uh, can Victor be brought back to, from, you know, almost being dead in the soup, soap, opera world and whatnot, all those kinds of things. Um, that's a, that's a powerful piece and it tells a powerful part of our story of our lives. Yeah. We don't live forever. We come, we do our thing, we die. And even for <laughs> wizards, even for Harry, he's going to come, he's going to do his thing. He's going to die. Right. But, but what does that mean for what, what does that mean for all of the people who rely on him? It's going to be interesting to see how all of this formed on how all of this develops it'll be interesting to see if molly is ready to take over so she'll pick it up and run with it so you know in the in the spirit of making predictions um where do we th- who do we think is the first person that's going to die Ooh. that's a real person that's uh, one of the one of the primary characters that harry's going to have to deal with their death
0: okay this is going to be out of left field maybe I think I, I feel like cause I, I'm thinking of predictions that I made a few books ago. I think it'll be Susan. I think Susan will come back. And I, and I already am on record as saying that I think she comes back. Well, now, uh, now I can't, I, that doesn't make any sense anymore. Never mind, Because too many years have gone past, have gone by since he was with Susan last. So, cause my, my prediction was she comes back and she has four years have gone by. She has a baby. But I guess she could have had a baby and comes back and says, this is, this is little Harry. You know, this is little Harry Dresden. Yeah. All, vampire, of, all of five years we'll old Call him blade. Sure. We- <laughs> so I guess, I guess he could. So I, I guess my prediction can still be on. Susan comes back with little Harry in tow and says and then dies. Cause this is your, and then by the end of the book, she dies. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to say Susan, I'm going to say McCoy. Can Susan be I, the answer? Is that, is that, uh, too far away. Too. No, you're fine. I'm fine okay. with
1: that. I'm fine with that. I'm going to go with Susan. I'm going to say Blackstaff McCoy. Blackstaff's a good one. I'm going to say that Blackstaff McCoy gets killed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say that Blackstaff McCoy gets killed by somebody else in the Wizarding Council. In the Black Council? It, or we won't know or yet. Or he gets killed by the traitor. He gets killed by somebody that's a Ooh, wizard.
0: He could be killed by the traitor. He
1: could be killed by the traitor. <laughs> he could be killed by... <laughs> Um, he could be killed by maybe somebody thinking that he is the traitor. Yeah. He could be killed by the Merlin thinking that there's a power play going on. I mean, I think there's a bunch of different ways that that could happen, but I think that that happens and that, and that Harry has to deal with the ramifications of that.
0: I like that.
1: I'm going out on a limb. That's it. Haven't, haven't read, haven't read enough of the rest of the books. I, I'm, I'm just working through them one book at a time.
0: That's a, that's a good limb to be on. And we're going to leave, we're going to, we're going to stay on that limb. We're going to leave it on that limb. All right, because i I feel like I feel like that's a good spot to stop with predictions. That and we we should have stopped with Bongles the Clown.
1: <laughs> hey kids, want some bottle caps? We're gonna
0: leave. We're gonna leave it with that. Okay, that that kills. Us, that cleans it up for us. We're uh, we're gonna get out of here. Weekend. I don't even know how to end these weekend episodes. Listen, listen, coming up, we got Red Team with stuff. We'll have stuff. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be a lot of good stuff, though. So. Come back for more. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) The classic Battlestar Galactica Uh, with Jane Seymour made eight-year-old me realize that he liked girls. Yes. Yes. Oh, Jane Seymour. Oh, my goodness. All that hair.